Last time on Licensed to Parent. Parents are constantly telling me, I can't control my kid. I, I don't know what to do, but yet they come here and have no problems because the, the lines are drawn in the sand. And they, they learn very quickly what happens when they cross those lines, and then there's no issues. Today we'll continue our conversation with pastor and Shepherd's Hill Academy staff member Josh Temple, offering some insights for parents from an insider. That's today on Licensed to Parent. And welcome to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis. Our host is the founder and executive director of Shepherd's Hill, Trace Embry, and I'm Rich Rosel. And Trace, let's continue our conversation with Josh. Well, Josh, thank you so much for sticking around for uh, a second uh, swing at this. Um, uh, I really do appreciate your insights as a young man because uh, there's so many 28-year-olds playing video games and watching porn in their, in their parents' basement, you know, all day long. Uh, Where do you live, by the way? Just we need to verify. <laughs> <laughs> Health and welfare, welfare inspection. Is that... <laughs> um, do, you, do you see any inherent maturity problems? Because uh, the last time we were talking about some of the inconsistencies and hypocrisies that kids are seeing in, in their own parents, but... Inherent maturity problems in parents of teens today. You know, one thing that I've seen, uh, and I, I guess we could really chalk this up as being immaturity, is uh, parents coming in almost afraid of their kids. Yeah, well, that is the way it is. And, and it blows my mind, especially for me, because, my, like I said, my father was never in the picture, but my grandfather was. Ah, and he's old school. Oh, yeah. And uh, I tell you what, I, I've never seen fear in his eyes, especially when dealing with me. Mm-hmm. And he was stubborn, hard. Quite the opposite. A- exactly. Because your grandparent was my dad's uh, generation. Right. And, uh, you know, you didn't you didn't mess around. And so I'll never forget the first time I was actually sitting in on an intake, which is when the parents come in and uh, drop their kids off. And we talk with the parents and we talk with the kids about what's to be expected and this, that, and the other. Uh, I remember meeting my first set of parents. And being confused and really amazed at, at the fear that I saw mm-hmm. in, in their faces. And I just couldn't understand why. Yeah. And uh, because I'm thinking, this is a kid, you know, you're, right. you're, you're, the, you're the, the adult here. Uh, kids shouldn't be running your life. You, you're the one that's setting the boundaries, sticking to them and holding them to yeah. them. And, and so that, that just blew, because that's so counterintuitive to what I right. was raised under. It, exactly. it made no sense to me at all. Right. Well, the, the problem is, is a lot of these parents, when Junior was spouting off, you know, in, in, in his diapers, they thought it was cute. And it encouraged Junior to do that. And right. they didn't, they didn't address it back then when they, when they, you know, before Junior got, you know, 15 years and, and 200 pounds, to, you know, it's too late for the, right. for the parents then. Right. Now they're shaking their booties. It's not cute anymore. Right. Right. And, and instead of discipline, I see a lot of parents want to film and record and put it on social media. It blows me away mm-hmm. when I see videos like that. Blows but yeah, kids away too. <laughs> they're, all, they're all too common. It's yeah. an all yeah. too common thing. Yeah. yeah. So is it true that so much of what kids disrespect and, and distrust their parents for, the parents... Guilty of themselves, right? I, I believe they bring it on themselves. Yeah, you know, I'm, I, and what I'm thinking about is, you know, uh, too much time on their digital devices. You yeah, know, and, and uh, over drinking, overeating, uh, you know, not showing up when they're supposed to show up. Right. The, the, the fundamental things of being right. a responsible human being. I see so many parents dropping the ball, and they don't equate that with why their kids are amping it up a notch. Right, and you've heard the saying before, what leaders do in moderation, followers do in excess. Absolutely. And and I'll never forget, I've personally witnessed this, where a mother came to visit her son for the weekend, and the entire time during all the 
the projects and the the groups things that we were all all doing and supposed to be taking a part of she was on on social media the whole mm-hmm. time and one of the reasons that she sent her son here was he was having porn issues and he was having uh, an addiction to social media and mm-hmm. couldn't get it. And, and I was just like, well, this is the blind leading the blind. They're not I, connecting yeah. the dots. It, it, and it's, it, exactly. it's hidden in plain sight and <laughs> exactly. they, don't, they don't get it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So what would you tell that 40-year-old mom or dad if you, you know, you're they're standing in front of you and uh, you know, what's, what's the, your responsibility not as a Shepherd Hill staff member, but what's your responsibility as a fellow believer? Uh, when you see something like that, because this is the, the this is the element of accountability we do not see in the church mm. anymore, and I think that's we're shooting ourselves in the foot big time. Right. Yeah. Well, especially in our very uh, soft culture today, confrontation is uncomfortable. Yeah, we're fragile. Exactly. But as Christians, we're told to confront exactly. and and to keep our brothers accountable. So I would uh, highly encourage all the parents who are having these issues to be the example. Yeah, it's so simple, mm-hmm. but but I mean that's all you have to do. If, right. if you want your kid to to read the Bible and go to church, then what do you think you should be doing? <laughs> yeah, read, read the, the Bible, Bible and go, go to church. church. Yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. if you don't want your kids to drink, then what shouldn't you have in your house? Mm-hmm. What shouldn't you do in front of your kids? You shouldn't have the alcohol. It shouldn't right. have it easily accessible. Shouldn't drink excessively in front of your children. If I mean, it, and it's it's. Uh, I think a lot of times people want to overcomplicate it, but mm-hmm. but they're yeah. fo- they're they're watching yeah. and they're following in your footsteps. God never required us to be PhDs in child psychology to be good parents. You know, yeah. this is mm-hmm. not that complicated. The problem is execution. And you mm-hmm. being in the military, you know, there's some right. some uh, maneuvers you did that wasn't all that complicated. Just had to execute, right? right? Yeah, right. So that's what parenting is all about. Josh, I'm just curious. In our last program, you were talking about how before you came to Shepherd's Hill, you sort of had a vision of working with teens, working with families and trying to help them. And you sort of imagined what Shepherd's Hill ended up being when you when right. you found out about it. Now that you've been working here for a while, is this what you expected it to be? And, and or is there anything that caught you off guard that you've learned from being at Shepherd's Hill? You know, not, not to... And, and I know everybody's expecting this answer when the owner's sitting directly beside me. This is actually a lot better than what I envisioned. Uh, uh, because he he's a man who's learned from experience and and mm-hmm. and you know me just I, I it, it's really crazy to see like I said for for me to I'm always one step behind I feel like I invent things after they've already been invented it's I'm just one step away from being a millionaire you know and, and this is another example of just well, don't some, follow me yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so this this place is way better and and uh, it was it was confusing initially. Uh, when, when I learned some of the rules and the regulations and, and, uh, because I didn't understand them, but the longer that I've been here and the more that I've worked here, it all makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, now I'm at the point they can tell me and I'm not going to question, you know, cause I, yeah. I trust them and, and I, I trust their, their expertise in the area and, and uh, I'm on board with, with everything here. And, and that's something that, that we as parents need to teach our children also is, you're young. You're not going to understand mm. it, but trust the system. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. therefore, when you do set the rules and the boundaries right. and that sort of thing, the kids, we we've said to our children, obey first, ask questions later. Right. Mm-hmm. And and we'll be glad to talk to you about why we had to make this decision, yeah. but do it first. Yeah, I think that's a real good rule rule of thumb for the parent child relationship because you know, I know two instances uh, where because Junior didn't stop when the parents mm. said stop. They were run over and killed by an automobile. Yeah. Well, and this takes me back, back to the military. As a leader, I don't repeat myself. 
I say it once and it should happen. That's exactly and, right. And that was the way that I played the game over there because I, I had to make the, these guys understand, these young men understand that your life is in my hands right now. Right. And, and another thing that I've learned from being in leadership is that being indecisive is what got people killed. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I, would, I, would ha- I had to learn, and this wasn't easy. Those are squirrels you see on the road. They're, they, they're exactly. <laughs> That's a great example. Is I made a decision in the heat of the moment, and even if it was a bad decision, I went forward with it, and I did not change my mind. Now, granted, there, there are those times to change your mind. Sure. I'm not saying, I don't want to sound so black and white with this. Right. But for a general rule of thumb, if I said it, it goes. Yeah. And, and a lot of times that's what uh, will translate over here with working with these kids is I said it, it goes. It might not have been the best thing, and there mm. could have been a more efficient way of doing things. Now, granted, there's times that I do have to go back and apologize. Sure. And I don't want my pride to get in the way, and, and, and I, I'm always wanting to be open. But uh, w- with certain things, I do have to put my foot down, and, and again, just to keep those boundaries established, right. uh, which helps off in the long run. Absolutely. You know, I, I realize we deal with troubled teens. You know, kids wouldn't be here if they didn't have some issues. Uh, here at Shepherd's Hill. But what things have you learned here that that you think you'll apply in the course of raising your own kids in the future? Uh, I would definitely... you're going to make a great dad, Josh. I'm here to tell you. I appreciate it. I'd be proud to be your kid. Well, thank you. (laughs) I would have to say that... Can I? (laughs) (laughs) I would would definitely have to say, though, that uh, one thing that uh, I, I have just really taken to heart is is the monitoring of any t- the type of uh, internet access mm-hmm. um, because it it breaks my heart and it really just it's disgusting hearing some of the things that these kids are struggling with at some at such a young age yeah. because for me again I was raised in a completely different world than a lot of people my age we we were raised in a very secluded community uh, I don't remember having internet in my house until probably my junior or senior year. At the high school that I went to, we never used the internet for projects. And mm-hmm. uh, I remember MySpace coming out, but I didn't care about that. I just, I, to this day, I don't have social media. I don't like it. I just, that's not my thing. I'm not good at that. And um, for me to hear stories of these kids coming in at 12 years old, having these crazy porn addictions mm-hmm. to things that me as a 28-year-old man don't really understand, it, it breaks my heart because their mind is now being rewired to, to like things. They're, they're having an appetite for things that they should have never been introduced with to the first place. Right, and they're going to miss out on uh, our, our God-ordained experience. A, a beautiful thing that yeah, God they, created and intended and, and is twisted and perverted. Yeah, if you want your heart broke, answer the phones sometimes. We've uh, got six-year-old kids with man. porn addictions, and you know we have to refer them on to other, other programs that deal with that age. Yeah. Uh, it's just insane. I, I don't think people realize the degree of depravity that is right. taking place in this country. And 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 raising a kid in, in, in 2019 America is going to be hazardous to mm. everyone's health and your family. Right. I mean, you just got, but if you, if you go into parenting intentionally, uh, like you're raising a, a Daniel or a Joshua or a Joseph, or a Ruth or an Esther, you've got to go into raising your kids intentional like that, that you're, you're, you're raising your kid in Babylon. You're no longer raising your kid in Jerusalem here in America. Right. And, and you know, when you read the Bible and you hear that, that Satan ma- disguises himself as an angel of light, mm-hmm. and you think back again, I'll refer to John Bevere when he talked about how Eve was attracted to the fruit because it looked good. 
right. and it was appealing to the eye. And it looked tasty. She was attracted to that. And so we, we hear of Satan disguising himself, but the Bible says that he's actually roaming around looking for someone to devour. Right. Yeah. But yet we sit by passively and we don't do anything to defend ourselves from the enemy right. whatsoever. And, and you hear stories about kids that just have unlimited access to the internet, have cell phones that the yeah. parents don't even monitor. That they might can, be most of them. Exactly. And it blows my mind because even for me as a man, I know there's been times that I've tried to Google something in a, the most innocent of ways, right. mistype one word. And next thing you know, I'm thinking, what is on my phone? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it happens in an instant and that's without social media. Yeah. And I see what, what people post on social media and how much more dangerous are we now when, when you know, that it's so easily uh, readily available at our fingertips. Yeah. I mean, we are so deep into the cultural forest that we don't see the cultural trees Because anymore. culture says it's good. It, yeah, and, yeah. And culture says this is okay TV, and this is acceptable. TV, music, uh, radio, internet, uh, no matter, the teachers, the, the, the right. mental health professionals, mm-hmm. the doctors, I mean, all the way to the president of the United States. I right. mean, you know, you got uh, when Kanye West and you know with Trump and with Jay Z and Beyonce. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I, you know there were there were different reasons for them being there, but the, the Obamas would just openly say, "Hey, you know, right. uh, uh, we love these guys." And, and we're we're in a time now where we elevate the word of man over the word of God, and mm-hmm. and we want to put weight and stock and culture in the word of man compared to. Uh, or over what the the inerrant inspired word of God says. Mm-hmm. I need to jump in real quickly because on behalf of our stations, we need to take a break. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent is Josh Temple. He's uh, one of the leaders here at Shepherd's Hill Academy, working with troubled teens day in and day out. And he's also, incidentally, the lead pastor at Turnerville Church uh, just down the road from Shepherd's Hill. But we're talking about some of the insights that he's got and working in the trenches, so to speak, uh, that we as parents probably need to hear in order to be more intentional about what we do. And I think it's important to hear it from a millennial-aged guy. Yep. And Trace and I are taking notes. We'll be back with more so you can take some notes when Licensed to Parent continues. Be right back. The world of digital technology is always changing, and it's changing you if you're comfortable with technology or not. Your kids may take technology almost completely for granted and rarely notice its effects. On the other hand, you may adapt to technology more slowly, but are affected by the digital invasion just as much as your kids. In the book, The Digital Invasion, How Technology is Shaping You and Your Relationships, authors Dr. Archibald Hart and Sylvia Hart-Fried uncover the ways digital technology is changing us from within, physically, mentally, and especially spiritually, and offers therapeutic and biblical strategies to become good stewards of our digital lives. The Digital Invasion also includes 10 pages featuring Trace Embry of Shepherd's Hill Academy. Find The Digital Invasion in the store at LicensedToParent.org. Proceeds support the Shepherd's Hill Academy Student Scholarship Fund. Teen rebellion, depression, addiction, rage, cutting, and suicide are destroying our families today. But there is a way out. Shepherd's Hill Academy offers a 12-month Christ-centered nonprofit residential program where kids are being transformed with a biblical worldview and often medication-free. Christian apologist Ravi Zacharias is just one of many Christian leaders who understands what's happening at Shepherd's Hill Academy. It really is such an honor to come alongside Shepherd's Hill Ministries and licensed parents to rescue those who have been seduced along the way. Uh, I cannot gain say how important this is and to get behind a ministry like this 
one will find the rewards to be extremely powerful in changing society. Get the help you need at Shepherd's Hill Academy. Go to helpmytroubledteen.org, helpmytroubledteen.org. This is Licensed to Parent. You'll find us online at licensedtoparent.org. And it's ironic that I talk about finding us online since we talk about the dangers of the Internet here. We're talking with Josh Temple, who's um, one of the counselors here at Shepherd's Hill Academy, working with uh, some of the teens who are here on a day-in and day-out basis. We were talking about, uh, you know, MySpace uh, way back when, but then, you know, other social media uh, platforms that have come up since then. Is there any place for social media for teens? And if so, what what uh, ground rules do they do they need to follow? You know, I'm I'm probably the worst person to ask uh, because I just well, I don't. That's true. I don't you said get you're it. not even doing social yeah, media. Yeah, I just it's not appealing to me, and I don't understand it. But uh, I, I always want to be very open minded and very fair when I give a, a question. So, I, of course, I'm not going to say everybody needs to delete their social media. I understand that, but there has to be a level of caution. Uh, and, and so, you know, when you, you hear stories from guys that say that they've literally been on their cell phones next to their parents watching porn uh, from links they've seen on social media, or, you know, that, that being a gateway into it, then, uh, you know, I would, I would first and foremost just say, what, what need does a kid have for a smartphone? Um, you know, uh, I, I don't see the need in that. So if they want to do social media, then what's the problem with having it on a desktop computer in the middle of of the living room where mm-hmm. everybody who's in that room can watch agree, what you're looking at. Agree. And, and accountability. Right. And people who get upset about that, I'm thinking, why? Why? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. What do you have to hide? There because you go. My whole thing is if you want to go through my phone, my computer, I don't have a passcode on it. Yeah. Go through it. I yeah. have nothing to hide. Go through my house. I There's nothing I have to hide. I, I wouldn't get upset at all. You know what's pathetic is that there are people listening to this broadcast who don't think that you're either telling the truth mm-hmm. or that it's possible to happen mm-hmm. we are so depraved and warped that mm-hmm. that i think we've thrown in the towel and just said well we just got we have to manage it and mm-hmm. i and I, I i i hear parents talk like that you know i just want to limit it you know right and there's expectations for their kids mm-hmm. are so so low and they look at guys like you and me and they say well this is just this is impossible this can't right. be done and that is a lie from the pit of hell mm-hmm. right there parents. I'll tell you that right now. Well, I think a lot of people also don't recognize how vast social media is because we're not just talking about Facebook and uh, and Twitter and Instagram. I mean, or even add Snapchat to it, but um, platforms like Reddit, and that's where they're getting their life lessons from. Mm-hmm. It's not the same type of social media as as uh, Facebook, for example, but that's a site that a lot of people are going to, and they're getting whatever they want to find. I, I've been around people while they've been on Instagram before. I've yeah. never I've never personally had one, but I, and you I've, only got part of their attention, I guess. right? Yeah. And, and I've seen what they're looking at when they scroll through, and 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 I'm not trying to just point the finger at women. By no means is that my intentions, but you see women posting pictures of themselves very scantily clad, if you will. Right. And, uh, and even with me, I'm a big documentary fan, and I've seen uh, documentaries where women say, well, of course, I post pictures of my body because that's what gets the most attention, and they're addicted <laughs> to attention on the Internet. Yes. And yeah. then people are saying, I, I just can't believe my son 
has a, a porn addiction. I'm thinking, I can't believe that you can't believe yeah. because I've seen what's out there and, right. and how just readily available, like you're saying, it is at our fingertips. Well, I stopped watching television, like live broadcast television years ago, not just because it was you know costly to go through mm-hmm. cable or satellite, but because there were so many commercials that were being aired and I was having to walk out of the room. Yeah. Right. You know, or or it was, you know, catching me off guard and, and I said to my wife, This isn't good for me. Right. And so I had to step away from yeah. it. Right. You know, but the but the C word and I and I mean censorship when I say that. <laughs> the C word is something that uh you know, scares people. You know, if you start censoring anything, then you're going to censor religion or whatever. And, yeah. and we, we we need to work a little harder to figure out where the balance is because, mm-hmm. you know, there's still things you can't, you can't yell fire in a, in a crowded movie theater. I mean, there's still mm-hmm. things you can't do and say. And how in the world uh, uh, free pornography is mm-hmm. still legal on the internet is beyond me. You know what I think? I think the, there's too many people and too many legislators and too many uh, uh, lobbyists who are making a killing uh, money-wise and just flat enjoying it. And they don't care that the mm-hmm. whole culture is going down yeah. the tubes as a result, including our kids. By the way, this is a very sad social comment that I'm about to make. But uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, this program is usually recorded several weeks before it actually gets released and you hear it. Um, so at the time that we're recording, uh, the government shutdown is still underway. Right. I, I say that optimistically, thinking that they may have solved it by the time you hear this. But um, I heard on a news program today that Pornhub, which apparently is a big porn website, mm-hmm. has reported in the Washington, D.C. area a 12% spike in daytime mm-hmm. viewing of pornography on their site by women. Mm-hmm. During this government shutdown, now it's an even greater thing when you take the whole yeah. in. But it's, uh, you know, first of all, why are our legislators or, or not our legislators, but why are our government employees watching porn during the day when they're not working? Right. But you know, why this interest in women well, as well? It's, first of all, I, I, this is a whole other subject, but it, this is something that parents need to be aware of. You're actually changing your kids at the cellular level by what you allow them to be exposed to, visually, audibly. Uh, certainly what you put in your mouth and things like that. You're sure. changing them to, at the cellular level. And feminists have gotten crazy out of hand to where they they want all the rights and privileges of manhood without some of the responsibilities and obligations that go along with it. And we're actually, you know, you can get into epigenetics when you start talking about this. We're changing uh, through like a micro evolution the dynamics in the females. They're, they have caught, they're catching up to males on this particular addiction. Yeah. But you want to hear something sadder yet? Remember Promise Keepers? Yeah. When they come to town, man, the hotels reported the pornography mm. went way up. And here these mm. guys are showing up for a Promise Keepers event, watching porn the night before and the night mm. after. Because this is a, 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 it's not a need, but it's a biological urge. Sex is a biological urge, arguably the, one of the strongest beyond food and, and water. And that has to be dealt with. And uh, why, again, I, re- I repeat, why in the world are we allowing this stuff uh, for our kids to have all this access? It's just unbelievable to me. I, we, we don't know, we know not what we doeth, is, is my point. But yeah. anyway, uh, back, to, back to what we were talking about here. Josh, what, what was the one misconception that you had about working with teenagers that, that your experience at Shepherd's Hill uh, straightened you out on that, you know, maybe parents can, can glean from the insights that you learned here? 
Well, to be honest with you, when I first came out here uh, and went through the orientation and, and went through the training, um, I, I kind of came in hot and ready to really have some big issues. And so I, I think that my biggest surprise was how easy this is. How mm-hmm. how easy a normal should now are there those occasional flare ups of course yeah you know there there everybody has their days their mm-hmm. good days or bad days and I understand that but by and large this is not a difficult job and you know why because it's the authoritative community model that's been set up here exactly and Harvard and Yale and UCLA and Emory and Northwestern all these big schools talk about the importance of an authoritative community uh, uh, which is basically what all of America was when I was mm. growing up mm-hmm. and that is. You know, okay, you got the neighbors across the street, neighbors next to you, and they're going to help you hold your kid accountable. Right, so, you right. know, when the Embry kid screws up down the road, exactly. Mr. Jones comes out, whacks his rear end all the way home, mm-hmm. hands him to his, his dad. His dad takes over from there, and there's no more problem with the Embry kid. Right. Mm-hmm. But everyone uh, had a had a, a common moral standard, whether mm-hmm. they were Christian or not. You you pretty much lived by a by a biblical worldview. Today, mm-hmm. it's no holes barred, and yeah. it's you know it's 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 pluralism, you know. Everyone talks about the importance of pluralism, but let me tell you something: uh, without a common center, without uh, a, a melting pot mentality, mm-hmm. uh, like the immigrants of you know yesteryear used to understand, they 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 took their culture and and, and whatever, and they they submitted to the American way. Now mm-hmm. everyone wants to to you know we have, we have another caravan coming up now from mm-hmm. from from the south, and and they're going to want to implement their their own standards, their own languages, and things like yeah. their own religions and blah blah blah. And that logically speaking just doesn't doesn't quite work. Right. But the authoritative community here is you got everyone on the same page, whether it's the cook, whether it's the maintenance man, mm-hmm. whether it's the counselors, the therapists, the teachers. Everyone is there to keep Junior on a, a, on the same perspective for what moral right yeah. and wrong is, same standards. And so it's kind of on cruise control mm-hmm. a little bit when, when, when you come right. in. Right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You do have your, your moments with these mm-hmm. kids. That's why they're here. But uh, by and large, I think you're right. I think we, right. you know, things run pretty well. And it, it's because that there's that sense of security that the kids have because mm-hmm. those boundaries are enforced and they're enforced regularly and that in and of itself fosters that relationship then that is so mm. badly needed a lot of these kids don't have because they're they're, they're largely on virtual relationships with their smartphones right. yeah Josh Temple is our guest on the program today. Again, one of the uh, counselors working with teens here at Shepherd's Hill. And Josh, we want to give you the the final word to parents on today's program. Is there any um, last command or marching order or something that you would give to parents about? You know, if you got to if you got to turn things around, here's the best place to start. Right. I, I would just say that there's hope. You know, I, I, I've yeah. seen so many parents come in here just thinking that it's over, that they're, they're done. There's right. nothing left for them, but there's hope, you know. Amen. And, and, uh, and so I would highly encourage parents to, number one, start being the example. There you go. Uh, we don't really hear of too many Bible studies mm-hmm. going on in the home of kids that come here. And, and it breaks my heart when I, I, a lot of times for devotions, I like to say, guys, it's an open floor. Any questions you have about religion, uh, you don't understand, you disagree with, now's the time to ask them. And some of the questions, and I do not mean this in an offensive way, but that are so elementary that I get asked, breaks my heart because yeah. these are 17-year-old guys asking right. me things that my four-year-old niece yep. already understands and knows because she's been raised to to know these things, and, and it breaks my heart. 
Well, Josh, thanks so much for being with us today. Well, it's been, and, and last everybody. week as well. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you both. Yes, sir. And once again, our guest on today's program has been Josh Temple. He is, uh, among other things, a counselor here at Shepherd's Hill. He's also the lead pastor at Turnerville Church. And incidentally, if you'd like to learn more about his church or hear some of his sermons, you'll find those at turnervillechurch.com. And of course, you can learn more about the work we do at Shepherd's Hill Academy through our radio website, licensedtoparent.org. And remember that the work that we do here is only possible because of help from generous partners like you. If you'd like to join in the work we do here at Licensed to Parent, please consider a tax-deductible gift to help offset the costs of producing this radio program and also help provide scholarships for families who might not otherwise be able to afford residential care. You can give securely online by clicking the Donate button at the top of the page at LicensedToParent.org. And again, while you're there, please uh, make sure you visit some of our past conversations and also check out Trace's blog. That's LicensedToParent.org. Our guest coordinator on Licensed to Parent is Daniel Fasina. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosal, inviting you to join us again next time and renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time.